Stay tuned for a word from the Lord. It's not about us. It's about others. One day Jesus was talking with some of the religious leaders. And they were talking theology and they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And of course you all know what the greatest commandment is because we say it most every Sunday. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord's the only God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, with all your strength. And then he said, the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, we are to love ourselves, but it doesn't stop there. It's not about us. It's about others. Now, when we come to the topic of prayer, I want you to keep this in mind. It's not about us. It's about others. In religious lingo, we have different words that we use for different types of prayer. And I think it's important for us to know the difference between petition and intercession. The difference between petition and intercession. Petition is praying for one's own needs. Does God want us to bring our own petitions to Him? Yes, of course. Is God concerned about what's going on in your life? Yes, He wants us to bring all our needs, all our concerns, all those things that worry us, all those things that are bothering us. Yes, He loves us. He cares for us. And that's one of the things He wants us to do. There are scripture after scripture which exhorts us and encourages us to go before the Lord and talk about our own needs. He wants to do this so He can provide for us. Thank you for joining us today on A Word from the Lord. Today is the third part in the teaching series, Beginnings in Prayer. It is entitled, The Art of Intercessory Prayer. In a world which places more and more emphasis on oneself, God is constantly working in our lives to get the focus on others. This is especially true with prayer. In this teaching, Foley Beach shares about intercessory prayer. This morning is the third in a series of sermons we're sharing together entitled Beginnings with Prayer. And what I've been attempting to do is pretend like you don't know anything about prayer and talk about it so that we can hopefully deepen our prayer lives and learn how to communicate with God and have Him communicate with us, how to enter into His presence, how to know the power of prayer in our lives. The first week we talked about how important prayer was and how God wants us and desires us to pray to Him. And last week we talked about the power of faith. And if you remember, we talked about faith being like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. And the less you use it, it atrophies. And that God wants us to come to Him in prayer with faith. Well, this morning we're going to talk about something that is probably the most important ministry in the church. Some would say it's the most important ministry in the church. Now, some people are called to this special ministry. God actually points them out and gives them an assignment to this special ministry, but all of us can participate in it. The ministry of intercessory prayer, praying for other people, praying for those in need. If I find that you have a circumstance that you find yourself in, and you might have a physical need or some other thing, I might not be able to help you with that, but I can pray for you. The ministry of intercessory prayer. You know, at some point... In following Jesus, the focus begins to leave being on me and it begins to focus on others. We are so accustomed to living for me, myself, and I, and God wants to get us out of that. 
He wants to get us away from focusing on me and focusing on others. Does God want to bless you? Yes. Does God want you to succeed? Yes. Does God want you to have real life, abundant life? Yes. But you don't get that until you learn that it's not about us. It's about others. It's not about us. It's about others. The church is God's plan for the world. It's through the church that God desires to reach the world. Followers of Jesus are his ambassadors, his spokesmen, his hands, his feet to touch the world. It's not about us. It's about others. We're not called to have a holy club, which is all about us. We're called to create holy space where others can come and encounter the presence of God in our midst. When we built this building for us to meet in, those of us who put up our houses and our assets to guarantee the construction loan, we didn't do, just do that for us. We did it for those who were yet to come, and we did it for those who have not even come yet. It's not about us. It's about others. Hundreds of years ago in the country of Israel, the people had gotten corrupt. Things had gotten so bad that the Lord would send prophets to try to point out their sins, but everybody was focusing on their own needs. It was so bad that even all the ministers were so self-absorbed that God couldn't speak to them. And the Lord speaks through the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel 22, verse 29, and he says this, The people of the land practiced extortion and commit robbery. They oppress the poor and needy and mistreat the alien, denying them justice. I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it. But I have found none, says the Lord. The Lord's asking, is there anyone who will stand in the gap, who will come before me on behalf of these people? Is there an intercessor? Sadly, he couldn't find anybody. It's not about us. It's about others. Years later, the Apostle Paul is sitting in a Roman prison and he's concerned about the Philippian church, which is hundreds of miles away. And he wants to send somebody on a pastoral call to visit them to see how things are going. And in Philippians 2.19, we find this. He writes, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. For everyone looks out for his own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. It's not about us. It's about others. One day Jesus was talking with some of the religious leaders, and they were talking theology, and they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And of course, you all know what the greatest commandment is because we say it most every Sunday. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is the only God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, with all your strength. And then he said, the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
Yes, we are to love ourselves, but it doesn't stop there. It's not about us. It's about others. Now, when we come to the topic of prayer, I want you to keep this in mind. It's not about us. It's about others. In religious lingo, we have different words that we use for different types of prayer. And I think it's important for us to know the difference between petition and intercession. The difference between petition and intercession. Petition is praying for one's own needs. Does God want us to bring our own petitions to Him? Yes, of course. Is God concerned about what's going on in your life? Yes, He wants us to bring all our needs, all our concerns, all those things that worry us, all those things that are bothering us. Yes, He loves us, He cares for us, and that's one of the things He wants us to do. There are scripture after scripture which exhorts us and encourages us to go before the Lord and talk about our own needs. He wants to do this so He can provide for us. But intercession... He's not like petition. It's praying for another's needs. It's praying for the other one, for somebody else. Intercession is also on the heart of God, just like petitions is. Praying on behalf of others, praying for their concerns, praying for what will bless them. Jesus is the prime example of this. In Isaiah 53, 12, there's a prophecy about the Messiah, that he would be an intercessor on behalf of the sins of the people. And of course, that's what Jesus did when he died on the cross, right? He laid down his life. The punishment of sin was put on him that should have been put on us. And he interceded on our behalf. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 34, we're also told that Jesus who died and who's now alive, who's at the right hand of the Father, he's making intercession for us even now. He's interceding on our behalf. Isn't that awesome? He not only interceded for us with the sin issue, he's interceding for you and I right now. Now, when we talk about interceding for others, we must remember it's not about us, it's about them. Why do we intercede for others? First, because we're grateful for what God has done in our life. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Gratefulness because of what he's done in my life. Why do we intercede for others? Because we know God to be faithful. We know Him to be true. We know that that if we go before Him on behalf of someone else, He's going to be right and fair and do what's right in their life. We also know that God wants us to intercede for others. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Paul writes, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Now, as we come to intercede for other people, we say our prayers for the people we love and we care about, our friends, or even people that we don't know. Here are a few suggestions to think about. First is to pray for the person by name. 
by name. Call their name out. Picture, if you know them, picture their face in your mind when you're praying for them. Lord, I bring to you Allison. Lord, I bring to you Rebecca. Pray for the person by name. Secondly, be specific in your request. Specific. I know we like to pray something like this. Well, Lord, bless John. That sounds like a good prayer. Lord, bless John. But what does that mean? What are you asking God to do in John's life? What, What does that mean? Lord, bless John. Make him happy. Make him feel good. What does that mean? Pray specific prayers. Lord, help John make the right decision. Lord, heal Kathy of her cancer. Lord, use the doctor to heal Vicky of her colon problem when she goes in surgery next week. God, you know that Stephen needs to know you. So work in his life so that he'll come to you and be saved. Pray specific prayers. If you pray general prayers, you'll get general answers. If you pray specific prayers, you'll get specific answers. In my time alone with God every day, I pray specific prayers for my family, for Allison and James and Rebecca and my other family members. I have specific things that I pray for them. I pray specific prayers for many of you. I pray specific prayers for other ministers and other pastors. I was meeting one last week and, you know, we were talking and I I mentioned that I pray for him every week. He looked at me like, you know, this weird look like, really? Pray specific prayers. I pray specific prayers for this church and for the church at large. I pray specific prayers for our country and our leaders. When you and I pray specific prayers, we get specific answers. Now, sometimes God says yes. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says wait, and I keep praying. Sometimes God is silent. And I still keep praying. Pray specific prayers. A third thing. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. When we pray, we're communing with the living God. And how do we commune with the living God? We commune in the Spirit. It's not just an intellectual thing. It's a spiritual thing as well. And if I come before God in the flesh or with unconfessed sin in my life, then it quenches the Holy Spirit. I need to come in my prayer life in this power of the Spirit. Intercessory prayer is fruitless without the power of the Spirit. For you see, in the name of Jesus, we can come against the evil powers of this world. In the name of Jesus, we can come against and interrupt the plans of the evil one in someone else's life. In the name of Jesus, we can take authority over the power of darkness, but you can't do this unless you're in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when I'm praying for someone, I'll ask the Lord, how do you want me to intercede for this person? How do you want me to pray? How do I pray in this situation? Or, Lord, something doesn't seem right here. Show me how to pray. One time I had a couple come and ask me uh, for counseling and they wanted me to pray for them. And so I did. And as I began to pray for them, just something didn't seem right. And I said, Lord, show me how to pray for these folks. 
And the word that just kept coming through my mind when I did that was moral purity. Moral purity. So I started praying for this man and this woman that they would have moral purity in their lives and in their relationship. Well, it came out a few months later that he was having an affair. And he confessed it to his wife. And they began to work on their marriage because they were able to get to the root problems of what was going on. The Holy Spirit prompted me to pray about the real issue. And then God responded by getting the truth out into the open so that they could deal with the real issues in their life. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Another suggestion in intercessory prayer is to pray using the Scriptures. Use the scriptures in your prayer. One thing I found extremely helpful in praying for others is to pray Holy Scripture for them. Just taking the verse and putting it in the form of a prayer. Lord, you know that Gail is seeking an answer. She needs direction in your life. And Lord, you've told us in your word in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that if we trust in you with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, that you will make our path straight. You will guide us. So Lord, I pray that she'll be able to trust you and lean on you so that you can give her the direction she needs. Lord, you've told us in your word to pray for the sick and they will be healed. And so I bring before you Jack and ask that you would heal him in the name of Jesus. Father, Jim and Susie are having a very difficult time in their finances. And they love you and they serve you. And you've told us in Philippians 4.19 that you will supply all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I ask that you would provide their needs. Lord, you've told us in your word that you desire no one to perish, but that all would come to you and be saved. And so work, Lord, in, in Jim's life that he would come to you. Repent and be saved. Praying the scripture is powerful for it brings God's words, his very words into your prayer life. In the book of common prayer, most of the prayers in the book of common prayer are simply scripture that have been put in the form of prayers. Pray the scriptures. One other thing I wanted to share this morning is be persistent. Be persistent. Sometimes God answers our prayers immediately. You know it. You know you, the answer's there. You don't have to pray anything else. You just know it's, He's already answered it. But most of the time, you have to keep at it. You have to keep working at it. Like the widow who kept knocking on the judge's door, we have to keep knocking until God gives us an answer. Many of us know of Augustine. And the reason we know of Augustine is because of the incredible work and ministry he had in the church hundreds of years ago. Some call him St. Augustine. Of course, we have St. Augustine, Florida, which is named after him. But what most of us don't know is that his mother had to pray for him for years that he would get out of the immoral and corrupt lifestyle that he was in. His mother, Monica, prayed for 30-something years until he was converted. In intercessory prayer, we're often called to be persistent. We have to keep at it. So these are just a few suggestions. Pray by name. Be specific. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Use the Scriptures to pray. And then be persistent. Now, people practice intercessory prayer in a variety of ways. My friend Roby, who's a very godly lady, she's walked with the Lord a very long time. Basically, what she does 
is in her prayer time, she just comes before the Lord and says, Lord, who do you want me to pray for today? And the names that come into her mind, she begins to pray for those folks. My style is a little different. I, I, for me, I like using lists. And I have a daily list on people I pray for every day. And then I have lists for different days of the week. And on Wednesday, I'll be praying for a certain group of folks. And on Thursdays, I pray for others. And then I have others that the Holy Spirit will prompt me to pray right there. But I found by keeping a list for me, it keeps me organized and it keeps me on track. And I can be effective in my prayer life. Now, Allison, she formulates lists in her mind. And every night she prays on her knees for those people. God has put certain folks on her heart and she prays persistently day in and day out for the power of God to move in their lives. Many of you know Bill Hammersley. He's an older man in our church. And he has a little index card that he carries around with him. And probably on that index card are a hundred and something names. You have to look real close to read them. And he puts that in his wallet. And whenever he's sitting somewhere or has extra time, he pulls that out and he begins to pray for those people. Some people just go into their prayer closet. They have a place that's very special for them and they go and they pray and they can spend hours before the Lord and time just zips by and they have no idea how much time because they are so engulfed in communing with God that way. Find what works for you and then do it. Intercessory prayer. One thing I try to practice in intercessory prayer, regardless of the situation, is when someone says, Foley, I need you to pray for this, I try to stop right there and pray for it. Sometimes it's not always appropriate, but say I'm talking on the telephone with somebody or we're in a place where it's conducive for that. I'll just say, well, let's pray about that right now. Would that be okay? And we stop and we pray right there. Find what works for you. And then do it. Now, what would happen if you and I really took seriously our prayer lives? What would happen if you and I really got serious about intercessory prayer? My suggestion, my premise would be that God would become extremely active in your life and in the lives of the people that you're around that you're praying for in ways beyond you could ever imagine. So I want to encourage you to try intercessory prayer. It's not about us. It's about others. I want to end this morning by just reading a scripture from 1 Samuel 12, 23. He writes, As for me, far be it from me, that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. It's not about us. It's about others. Amen. And a programming note. We are in the process of evaluating our program plans for the coming year and whether or not we should continue to broadcast a word from the Lord on this station. Your faithful contributions have also contributed to the success of this ministry. Let us hear from you today, and please note the call letters of this station. In order for us to continue broadcasting a word from the Lord on this station, we need to hear from you. So in order for a word from the Lord to remain in your area, please contact us and let us know what a word from the Lord radio ministry 
means to you. Thank you for this time. That was Foley Beach with his message entitled, Beginnings in Prayer. If you would like to order a copy of today's message and the entire series, please visit our website, awordfromthelord.org. If you don't have internet access, you can also order this message and the entire series by writing to us. Our address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. And remember, for any amount of love gift, you will not only receive a copy of today's message, but the entire series, Beginnings in Prayer. Foley also encourages you, if you have any comments or questions, to email him. His email address is foleybeach at awordfromthelord.org. The following was a presentation of A Word from the Lord. We hope you've been blessed. Until next time, it is our prayer that you would be seeking a word from the Lord.